Welcome back to Big Willie Style. This is the show where every week we watch a film in the career of one Willard Smith. We talk about the movie, pick it apart, try and figure out what it says about him as a person and what his popularity says about our pop culture as a whole. Join us as we follow his career as he goes from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to arguably the biggest movie star of all time. How does he do it? You know it's Big Willie style. I'm, I'm Kellen Kermeens, and if it came down to it, Moises, you're going to have to shoot me uh, to prove that just to die with the lie. We're going to have to die with the lie. Never drop the con. And I'm Moises Camacho, and I'd also rekindle an old friendship just to help me get with Margot Robbie. This week, we're talking about the, what year did this come out? Uh, this is 2015. 2015. Which um, I think, as we talked about with Harambe, maybe the last good year. <laughs> maybe the last good year. <laughs> the 2015 uh, crime thriller comedy thing? focus uh, yeah <laughs> the romantic crime uh thriller comedy focus focus this. with uh mr smith and mrs mm. margot robbie yes a margot robbie vehicle i yeah. guess i'm just like i searched up focus margot robbie mm-hmm. and um i might just be like quiet the entire time. <laughs> Here's the thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this up front, I think, because it's something I really, you know, sat with during this movie, right? I think there, I think people get uncomfortable just in general, like uh, when you talk about how attractive an actor or actress, particularly an actress, is, right? And with good reason, because you know, like, yeah, our culture tends to just like objectify these people and like not view them as having value beyond their looks, right? Yes. But simultaneously, I think a person's, like a movie star, you know, this is a podcast about movie stars deep down is what we always say. You know, I think a part of a movie star's appeal is their look. Yeah. That's like, you know, like I, I'd say here, I'm about to say something that's going to rock your world. You ready for this? Okay, movie? I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. I think just to, you know, get preemptively get ahead of myself. These are in two very different ways, but I think Margot Robbie is as visually compelling in her own way as Philip Seymour Hoffman is in his own way. You know, like that doesn't mean I want to fuck Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) I know. I know it's, it's that, it's that thing that a movie star, but also just a good actor. They both have where like, you just can't take your eyes off the screen. No. Yeah. They're on the screen. Philip Seymour Hoffman, regardless of what fucking movie it is, when you see him, when you see his name, when you see his face, you just yeah. want to keep watching. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, it feels very shallow and I, I don't want it to sound shallow, but I think like a person's look is like a big part. And this is all to say, um, you know, I think one of the most underrated appeal of the movies uh, is... Um that you get to watch two of the most beautiful people you've ever seen, like just make out and pretend to fuck. I think that's a really underrated appeal of a movie. Like, I don't think we talk about, and that's, this movie delivers on that regard, I think. 
Oh, it, fuck it, yeah, it, it does. The whole time I kept thinking about like how like kind of old school it felt, like in its setup. I like, yeah. I said it. I think I described my feeling of this movie perfectly on the review. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, I, I really don't <laughs> know if you did, but I'd <laughs> like you to try and. I think I, I think I did. This movie feels like a fucking movie. Like this is a huge movie. Like I don't. I want to say like a movie like this. What recently? What made me feel this way? I'd say maybe Uncut Gems was the last time I felt this way about really? it. Like a, a movie like uh, of a newer movie. I mean, like this is a fucking movie. Oh. Uh- I, I I I probably am not at all describing this in a good. I'm gonna way, be like, honest with you. I'm gonna be straight up with you, Moises. I still don't know what the fuck you're talking. About. This feels fucking I, huge. This feels big. This is a fucking movie right here. Like fucking, I'm watching. I don't know what's a new release that came out. I'm watching Nomadland, even in the theaters. It's just you know, it's a good experience. It's a good watch, but I didn't come out of it thinking. That was a goddamn movie right there. Okay. I, I think I'm starting to see what you mean. And like, I kind of, I, I relate in that I feel like it's been a while since like I've seen a movie that like really knocked me out, you know? Like, uh, no, that's not even what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying. I'm trying to help, help. Like, me I don't know. Uh, this, this is a fucking like, they made this specifically to be like, hey, here's a movie. This is a fucking movie. What the fuck? No Man Land is like an I'm, experience or something, you know? Promising Young Woman, I don't fucking know what that is. It's not a movie. But stop. this right here, it's a goddamn movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel like we, we concede with each other a lot, even when we disagree. But I'm going to tell you, I still don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Eat, that's a fucking movie right there. Okay. Any Michael Mann movie is a fucking movie. Okay. Can you give me this maybe uh, maybe this will help maybe this will bring it home for me. What's like not a okay? I guess you pointed out like Nomadland, promising young woman, but like and listen, Nomadland like knocked me off my feet. But that's not a movie. Okay, are you saying this is fun? Are you saying Focus is like fun in a way that like, I mean it is fun, but no, like that's not I hmm, specifically how maybe it's, okay, okay. Anyways, I'll try and I'll just I'll try and. I'll try and see I, what you mean from like, a, I, I, I think I'm thinking about it too hard and I'm trying to understand I think what like, you mean. So I like think what you were saying at first, it, like this is classic. Like it's just, yeah. hey, there are two fucking gorgeous actors. Mm-hmm. Put them in the movie together. And Being of course, they're, hell. of course they fuck. Yeah. The, <laughs> and like, it's like, and I guess we'll talk, just to talk about the movie as a whole is I, for whatever reason, uh, I'm like trying to qualify in my head like i just felt that i think i think i felt what you were feeling for the first half of this movie okay and then there's a moment there's like a really clean like first and second half of this movie um yeah it just the second half it just like it just hits a brick wall for me like the first half is so much fun it's like so sleek and like kind of sexy and then like the second half is just like it just kind of loses momentum for me but We'll talk about that as we go on. I yeah, I think I'm starting to see what you mean. Like this just feels like an old school like movie, and it like, feels it, just it's huge. This movie's huge. Yeah, it's pretty. It feels like grand and just like 
it it it, it's, it feels like luxury. It feels like a James Bond movie almost. Like it's luxurious and it's fucking I, I so think, grand. There's like yeah. so much. Yeah, like it, it feels like something like um. This isn't a great pull, but like you know, it feels like something from like the '60s. You know, this feels like in another world. This was like a Dean Martin star vehicle or something. You know, yeah. like. Uh, like just like you know, kind of like con men, you know, gamblers, uh, like, but not in the like shitty like uncut gyms kind of gamblers. Like these are cool, hot gamblers. Yeah. Um. Fuck, Moises, you would really like Ocean's Eleven if you. If you I know I would. Movie, you would fuck. With I know. I and would. Out of Sight, you should watch Out of Sight. Have we talked about my thoughts on George Clooney? Uh, I don't think we have, but I think we we are going to later in the year that's a hint for anybody that's salivating oh, to know. oh fuck okay never mind i won't talk about well, yeah that. we'll save it for that episode a little i just have like one small tiny opinion about him and i know yeah go that, go for it give it up give it here i think george clooney should be in politics <laughs> like i could see george clooney as my president like i'd yeah. look at him and be like that's my fucking president right there <laughs> I think he should. Doesn't he run for president in um like Ides of March? Is that yeah, that's called? that that movie is what made me like realize it. Like I I st- I watched the first like five minutes of him. Like holy fuck, this guy should be, this guy should be our president right fucking now. <laughs> like his face is perfect for politics. I I, I and his fucking vice. Who do you think his vice president is? Brad Pitt. No, Ben Affleck. <laughs> Oh Ben Affleck! Ben Affleck has ben the vibe Affleck of like this fucking of like kind of a schlubby, like constantly steeped in scandal, vice president. Hell fucking yes! Now that is a fucking USA that I want, baby. So yeah, I perfect, want that shit. The perfect president, vice president combo, in my opinion, is like extremely confident, well put, kind of calming president presence as the president, and like just a hot mess VP. That's what I want in this country. <laughs> like, if you switch, I guess if you switch Kamala and Biden, you would be pretty close to that for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you have this, like, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, total cop president, but she's, like, you know, pretty well put together, and, like, she knows what she's talking about. And then you have a vice president who's, like, dogs are biting everybody in the White House. George Clooney yeah. for president. Yeah, but uh, focus. Um, it just feels like that kind of, like, you know what I'm I get what I'm just trying to say is that I think this um movie feels very old school and then the fact that it's just like a movie star showcase you know like you know it's what we've been talking about with this podcast is it's it's like you're not going to focus to see a movie about conman you're going to focus to see Will Smith and Margot Robbie yeah speaking of movie stars Moises would you like to hear who was at some point going to be in this movie J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're 50% right, though. Uh, ben Affleck was at one oh. point going to play. Um, um, he, he was at first because um, this is directed by uh, directing duo. Oh, boy. Uh, Glenn Ficarra and John Requa. They also, um, their other most well-known movie they've done is uh, Crazy Stupid Love. They this movie was originally, you know, going to be, uh, I guess, them reuniting with, uh, you know, uh, the crazy, stupid love cast. It was going to be Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone as uh, the lead. 
a completely different movie, I think. But yeah, definitely. Way more. I feel like way more horny. You, you think hornier? Yeah, I think it'd be hornier. Like, come on. You just look at Ryan Gosling. Nah, he just yeah. does like this smile. He does his driver's stare. His driver's Emma Stone just like, all right, let's let's go upstairs. <laughs> Ryan Gosling goes. Mr. Driver. Is Mr. Driver stare? Right. Mr. Driver goes. You want a toothpick? Oh no. And Emma Stone goes, Yeah, let's let's go up to my room right now. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Some of the um banter in the movie, like some of the like back and forth does feel like, I don't know, a little more comedic, I guess. And like I can see like they had Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in mind for that yeah i see what you mean with sex well, because i'm thinking about like other stuff around gosling and emma stone have done but i'm thinking about la la land and like by the end of la la land i'm not sure if those two characters ever had sex in their relationship i it still have never seen that movie so oh, um that is probably a future college choice uh way down the road but well, I, I I've told you before I'm never seeing that movie until I can see it in the theater. Like that's, that, that's a promise <laughs> I made myself. It's another 2001 Space Odyssey situation. Right. right. It, if if it does end up being a Kellen's choice, which probably wouldn't be for a long time because we already have the next round of those figured out. I'll we'll rent out the music box just so you can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um wait, um I Fuck. Oh, the other choice also for the Margot Robbie character was originally, I believe, Christian Stewart. That's right. Yeah. I saw it like when, when Ben Affleck was attached, I think it was going to be him and Kristen Stewart. And then is, I'll say I right now, Ben Affleck, what? I uh, love, right? love both of those people. That would have been an <laughs> awful fucking movie. That would have yeah. so hard. Yeah. Cause, and then Ben Affleck dropped, and I believe Will Smith stepped in, and Christian Sir was like uncomfortable, like with the age gap. And she I was think fine that's with what the made Ben Affleck age gap. She was fine. Exactly. With I'm not sure. I'm not that sure sounds, if I'm getting this wrong. Yeah. Uh, she probably just didn't want to do it, which all the power to her. <laughs> Should we talk about the age gap? I don't know if we're. I, I feel like we talked about age gap. I mean, I feel like sandwich. we kind of have. We probably should bring it up. Yeah, uh, there's a 21-year age gap between Margot Robbie and Will Smith. Yeah. Which, here's, I think the age gap discourse is only around because it's all older man, younger woman. I think if there were an equal amount of older woman and younger man, I don't think it would be as uh, controversial as it is. But that would never happen. No, God, no, it would never happen, but it should happen. You know, so I'm saying like, uh, let's say in six years, you know, we do focus too, but it's Margot Robbie and, uh, you know, me. Uh, there's about a 15 year age. Focus uh, two. Focus two. <laughs> Focused. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I was ta- speaking on Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Listen, if, listen, if it was real life, I feel like. Yeah, it seems a little wait, how wait, how old even was she when this movie was made? Oh, let's figure that out. So if she was in if she was in her early twenties, which she's is definitely not here. it, it'd be kind of creepy. Oh, she's a fucking 25-year-old woman. Why do people fucking care? It's her decision. Seriously. <laughs> if no. she was like 20. It would be a little weird. I think she's 25, guys. I, yeah, just thinking about it though, like I think. 
figuring it out like um it's a fu- at the end of the day it's a fucking movie like, i think what ties into it I, I think like the people getting mad about the age gap i don't think it's i think the age gap is just a symptom of the problem like the fact that a it's always like older man younger woman you know and b that it's tied into the fact that like once women in hollywood reach the age of like 35 40 maybe they're sort of kicked to the yeah. curb, you know, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. That's like, you know, that feels a little shitty. I think that's like, I think those, are, you know, I think it's symptoms of a larger problem. I don't think. Yeah, no, definitely. Self as a, anyway, what's what, back to focus. Um, I th- yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it sucks that, that that is a problem in Hollywood. That's very common. Uh-huh. But um, listen, Will Smith's hot. Margot yeah. Robbie's hot. Good for both. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move like, on. You know. It's not like, I mean, if you want to go back to some of like, I guess the kind of old school movies I've been referencing where it's like Audrey Hepburn, Hepburn playing opposite like this like 65 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's because in those movies, it was like they use the same actor for every fucking movie. Yeah, like some of the late like Sean Connery Bond movies, you know, <laughs> like if you want to. But uh, just a quick, because um, Margot Robbie I like, you know, just looking at her filmography, you know, on Wikipedia, um, she has like, she, you know, she has like kind of bit roles in like 2008, 2009, it seems, or like, you know, very small or, you know, like uh, there's this one called ICU. She's like the rear of that's like kind of this like small, like, you know, indie horror movie. Then in 2013, she's a, a side character in About Time, which I haven't seen, but uh, seems like something I kind of dig. Um, and then in 2013, you know, she's in the Wolf of Wall Street and that feels like it's ginormous. Yeah. Gi- like I, I didn't see that movie when it came out, of course, you know, <laughs> I was not allowed, but I remember when that came out, um, everyone just like, it's one of those things where it's like, a people just see like a new actor and actress and they're like, hang on, who the fuck is this guy? Exactly. Like, who yeah. Who the fuck is this? Like. A, you know, we we have a very shallow society. She's drop dead gorgeous, but also yeah. B, like in that movie, she is going like twelve rounds with Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, she's like, so her. She's keeping up with him. Like she's I, like, I, an, I, yeah, like outpaced. You're him. you're different with when me like with me when it comes to performances because you literally like acted. I've never <laughs> acted before, so I don't know things. But like right. when I saw Margot Robbie in that movie, I felt like this is a like she's a genius, right? Like yeah, like that's like, and that's just like I mean that's like her first. I think you could argue like first real big movie, like maybe About Time counts, but like because that's a kind of a big movie. But like Wolf of Wall, it's just like it's so confident is what comes oh, to she's mind. That's so like good. Yeah, she like that has to be scary. Like you know you're in Martin's like a big like. $100 million plus budget Martin Scorsese movie, like with Leonardo DiCaprio, fucking Jonah Hill. And she's just like, I mean, she fucking kills it. Like, And it's like, hey, uh, everyone knows, like, hey, Leo's very, very thirsty for his Oscar. <laughs> like, very, he's yeah. starving for this Oscar right now. Yeah. And he gives this uh, probably his best fucking performance. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The most grand, perfect performance ever. And Margot Robbie's like, okay, like, uh, let me match, like, let me match his energy. Yeah, it's the thing of like, you know, I think, um, 
I can't remember when we talked about it, but I've brought this quote up before, but there was that like famous like film dancing duo in like the forties and fifties, like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. And like, there was a saying like, yeah, Fred Astaire was like an incredible dancer, but Ginger Rogers did everything he could do backwards and in heels. You know, that's what I feel like with Margot Robbie in that movie. Yeah. But then like, you know, after that, she just kind of blows up. Um, and she's, uh, of course, you know, this is like the year before um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember when she got cast for, su- when her and Will got cast for Suicide Squad and when they got cast for this. Cause it feels like, I, I don't know, it feels, there's like this weird, um, well, it's, I, I, it's just it, weird. It, it feels almost like a test run, if that makes sense. Like, can these two, yeah. Like, bounce off each other but like and it's weird too because she is now this like she's like a big part she's as big in my opinion as big of a part of like the whole like pop culture as will smith is like yeah everyone knows her harley quinn now like that's that's like that's what they that's what people girls women dress up as now is her harley quinn yeah for like how like like her fucking performance in the Wolf of Wall Street is like a like amazing, and it's perfect. Yeah. And every fucking like movie lover is a, a, astounded by her performance yeah. because yeah. of how like yeah how equally like good she is in that movie, and like how yeah. equally fucking hot she is in that movie. Yeah, like, like, it's just the truth. It's the truth. That's that's I mean, how it works. You know, like you, you watch that movie, and you can just like hear like gasp in the audience when she comes around the corner. You know, like yeah. I don't mean to be like super horny. About no, but it. it's it's true. Like that is how it lived. That's how yeah. that movie lives. Yeah, like that's like the, probably the most famous part from the movie. But like, but beyond that, you know, like um, it like it's strange because she's only been in two movies as Harley Quinn at this point. I think Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, right? Yeah, yeah. I it's easy. The, the DC machine moves a bit slower than the Marvel machine. I, it's, I I I forget that sometimes. Yeah. And like the the upcoming The Suicide Squad is going to be her third as Harley Quinn. I don't think she's done any like animated stuff. I'm trying to remember, but I, feel, I, I think all the animated stuff is a different person. Yeah. And I feel like she's like all in such a short amount of time. Weirdly, like even though like neither of those movies are like universally beloved, like we both liked birds of prey, but that was like, I feel like as a whole people were like mostly like, okay. Yeah. And like suicide squad is suicide squad. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks, but um, she's already like on the level, maybe not the level, but like up there with like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, you know, and just like becoming so close. Like when people think of that character, they think of her. Exactly. Exactly. Like she's so ingrained in pop culture already. Like that was also, I remember, I can't remember what the consensus was when she was casted, but I remember I had seen Wolf of Wall Street around the time it was announced she was Harley Quinn. And it, that's just like such a straight line to see, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, she just has to do that accent and she's got it. <laughs> Which, like, Joy. I mean, it's it's like an easy thing to do, yes, but like, God, she's probably my favorite thing in the, like, superhero verse right now. I think her, like, the, her Harley Quinn is so fucking fun and, like, I I, I she, actually she enjoy watching. Loves, she it. also just loves the character. You can yeah. Like, she like seems a, like she's actually having fun, fucking doing this performance. Yeah, like, and I guess we'll talk about with Suicide Squad, like the the difference between like 
Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey when like Margot Robbie's like a producer and has more of a creative voice is like very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, and when you have like a, I don't know, a the bad, costume alone, a, a bad script and then a kind of good script, like yeah. you see the yeah. insane yeah. difference. Yeah, her. Uh, I think her Harley Quinn is one of the best things that the DC movies have going for them right now. <laughs> I'm excited for the Suicide Squad for weirdly just because of all the weirdo like castings in that movie. I kind of keep forgetting she's going to be in it. Like just because like I, my brain always goes to like, oh yeah, fucking John Cena is going to be in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I always forget like, oh, there's also uh, Margaret, and of course, you know, since then like she's formed like a production company. She produced uh, Promising Young Woman. Uh, Birds of Prey. She, she uh, did. Um, I Tanya. Uh, oh, she's I Tanya, awesome. which she's so good in. Bombshell. I, I, I still haven't, haven't seen that, but I've heard good things about it. I still haven't seen I Tanya, but it does seem like a movie I would like really like. I liked it a lot, but I see hate for it, and I really don't understand it. Um, yeah. But maybe it's a movie I have to revisit. But okay. I, 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 I'll stand behind it for now because I like it. <laughs> girl boss. I, I, she's a <laughs> girl boss shit. I also remembered something else that she just got announced in. Uh, what? She's going to be playing Barbie in the Greta oh, right. Gerwig directed Barbie movie. It's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> so weird. But God damn it. Just like uh, Greta Gerwig always does. And he's going to be perfect. I feel like that was a pretty good die yeah, from margot robbie i don't uh, is there any more no nah, there's not a whole lot okay l- okay before we dive into the actual movie mm-hmm. so how many did will smith and margot robbie fuck <laughs> <laughs> um this is a great question moises <laughs> okay i think there's photo evidence we need to talk about oh are you fucking serious no, there's just like uh like them out on a movie day or something. No, it's just like like Polaroids they took while filming, you know, focus. That oh. that sounds way more risque than it actually is. Hang on. I'm gonna type. Oh, I just searched it up. See the evidence. I yeah, think you, you I think see. I found the evidence. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and make it my background anyway. I'm <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This is this to me, I mean, just these pictures alone. They look, they look sauced, first of all. They like, look, they look fu- holy shit, they look fucked. <laughs> yeah, they look fucking sauced. They look, they yeah, look they do. Sauced. That's important to consider. Um, on one hand, we have to consider um, they're filming two movies together. You know, they did Focus, and then I have to imagine at either right after or right before at the same time they're doing suicide squad together. Yeah. So you have to imagine, and it seems like despite being, uh, despite what the upcoming guests on the show will have to say, a total piece of shit Garbo movie, the suicide squad cast got really weirdly close. Like they formed a camaraderie. Except Mr. Leto. Except they they didn't like fucking that. That was what they bonded over. They didn't fucking like Jared Leto. <laughs> no <laughs> one fucked with him. <laughs> yeah, they all got every all of them except Will Smith got tattoos. Like they got a squad. You know, like S. Uh, they spelled it like S K W A D tattoo, like on their finger, and they gave it to each other. You know, like that. That, that that's the sort of camaraderie that formed. So you know, it's not. 
you know, it's probably like the safe answer would probably be they just became really close friends and they're both. Yeah, yeah. But we also have to consider this is at the same time Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are like, you know, having an open marriage. And I believe we'll find out, um, you know, in the upcoming bonus episode, this is around the same time as the entanglement. Okay. So, okay. I want to say we aren't misogynist guys. Let's, let's, um, no, of course. No, (laughs) of course not. But uh, yeah, well, I think, cause I think this is such a dumb thing to talk about, but we're talking about Will Smith's career. Uh-huh. And um, the, the recent entanglement stuff is really a huge part in his career. Like it's a new chapter in his career. We don't see Will Smith's personal life often. No, he doesn't open up. And like he he's the probably the best like media trained celebrity ever. Like I. <laughs> I've, the only other one that comes close, I think, is Tom Cruise <laughs> recently just and they like, but I think Tom Cruise, what Will Smith's good at is like still seeming personable and like, you know, like he wants to be a perfect human being. He needs to yeah. be perfect. While Tom Cruise is just really good at giving off this aura of you do not want to look into my soul, friend. You will see the abyss and I can't help you then, you know, like don't, you know. Uh, he wants to be the perfect human. And as we mentioned, you know, last week, like one of his like defining moments in his life was finding out that his like girlfriend at the age of 15 cheated on him. Yeah. And he was like, if I become the perfect man as God created, you know, with Adam, then nobody will ever cheat on me again. And around this time, I believe I, I you know, Jada is saying, I want to see other people. Or, you know, they, they're, they're deciding to see other people. I don't want to pin it all on Jada, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, we, we, we're trying to talk about how what each of these movies says about Will Smith. It, it would make sense. And you're right. It's a safe bet. It's like, hey, these guys are working on two movies back to back. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to get close. Yeah. On the other hand, it's like, how would you not fall in love with Mar- Margot no, Robbie? Uh, I mean, dude, yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> she just seems like a very charming woman. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm, I don't think, have we, I mean, I, cause I don't, I don't fucking give a fuck about like celebrity gossip's the dumbest shit ever, but it just says like a lot about Will Smith. Yeah, absolutely. It offers a new shade to his career. I think like a new shade to this portrait uh, we're drawing of Will Smith. Cause like, you know, We've been talking about how he's so intensely family focused. Like here's here here's actually my take for like the post after Earth section of his career. It's Will Smith as an empty nester. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like when you're when both when all the kids move out of the house and your dad is like, well, I guess I'll build a home theater. I don't know. <laughs> this feels like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> It's like if instead of that, it was like I think I'm gonna go have an affair with Margot Robbie. <laughs> like you know, that's like, the biggest flex ever. If yeah, you know, like I feel like this. If we're really reading between the lines and speculating, I feel like you know at this point, like Will Smith is talking about how his family has like rejected his direction, so he's like kind of like going out on his own again in a weird way. Yeah, 
And it, like he's like, you and know, like, I'll, I'll do like a kind of sexy like, like a, you know, this is his first R-rated movie since Bad Boys Two. Yeah, and his, it's like his big like his big fear was, hey, he doesn't want to get cheated on again. Guess what? Him and his fucking wife decide, hey, let's uh see other people. So it's like his life is sort of. I don't want to say it like in the best possible way. Like his life is like crumbling almost. Like, <laughs> like he's like, I'm sure he's questioning his choices at this point. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's just interesting. Should we actually talk about the movie in a bit? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it focus. It's um. Do you mind? Could could you change that wallpaper, dude? She's yeah, yeah. Sorry, she's I'll, um. They're too she, sauced, man. It's influencing me. I want to get sauced. Yeah, they look. I mean, good God, they look sauced. Okay. Yeah, they do. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah, look at them. They they look sober here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about focus. Actually, enough speculating on Will Smith's steamy hot affair with Margot Robbie. We can never, if we ever get into this industry, Moises, we're going to have to delete every fucking episode of this podcast. I know. I know. <laughs> I think I was talking about um, the movie. Um, is I think the first half of the movie is really fun. And that's like, you know, um, Will Smith plays Nikki and Will Smith and Margot Robbie's characters meet after she tries to rip him off at a bar and doesn't realize that he's like a master con man, you know, like he knows every trick in the book. Right. Like, and she's also like kind of a amateur at it. So like, you know, it, it doesn't fully, you know, he sees right through it. And the first half of the movie is him introducing her to like his like underworld of like, con men and pickpockets that he has and like an army of them and they like his uh, minions his minions yes they wear uh blue overalls yeah they say beetle 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 <laughs> <laughs> and like of course you know them kind of falling in love with each other and like that that's like to me that's like this is what i fucking came here to see you know this it's just like uh i was curious to see what you've thought of it moises because you're more of a cinematography guy than i am but like i think it's a pretty movie i really like the look of this movie yeah there were like, like come on baby full screen baby yeah it's full uh, apparently it was going to be in like a wider screen but they just yeah. liked how it looked you know oh, like so 16 good. by 9 baby um i think there are parts of it and this is like you know i think comes with like some like digital movies like there are parts of it where it feels like a tech demo for a new camera you know which i i like like i, I like I, it and i would be lying if i said i didn't like it yeah like it's just pretty you know like yeah like and i'm thinking of like the bar scene like halfway through when like they reunite and like it's all like purple and blue you know she's coming down the staircase in the red dress but it's all like blue yeah that's pretty you know it's fucking pretty yeah the moment where like the movie just really fucking sings for me, right, is the fifty-five scam. Yeah, it's fucking genius. Yeah, that's it's just, so good. It's just like it, it feels like uncut gems level. Just no like, dead ass. <laughs> I was jumping out of my seat. I was jumping yeah. out of my seat. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know. You got first of all, like, kind of an <laughs> unex. 
you know I'm a big fan of like really great one scene performances and uh, yeah. BD Wong in this like as like this like eccentric billionaire who just yeah. has a, with a gambling addiction is just like really like because he's just he's fucking insane and there's just like a just a slight menace to him I felt where you're like is this guy harmless or is he about to pull a knife and like threaten to cut their eyes out or something you know <laughs> like, yeah um but yeah that's like a really and you know the uh like i literally like jumped out of my seat when uh she like looked and found um yeah uh, me too i forget his name is um the big guy the big guy yeah wearing the number 55 it's funny we were i was watching that scene with my brother and um he said like oh like because he 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 wasn't watching the movie with me he had just sat down when that scene started Oh yeah, and then she put her binoculars to the big guy, and I was like, "Oh, she's gonna fucking pick him!" And I like jumped out of my seat. I was like so hyped. <laughs> he was like, "Why? Why?" And at first, I thought it was. I looked at him, and I was like, "Come on, you see that guy on the field? Why would you not pick him, right?" And I thought that's what it was. I thought the scene was gonna be over right there, and it was like, "Yeah, that's why he picked him." Like, who wouldn't fucking pick this big dude on oh. the field? Right, but it just got better, baby. Yeah, it just got I, better. It, <laughs> I it 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 gets a little over the top, you know, just like how much money he has to like just subtly influence this man. But it's fun, you know. It's like a it's like a magic trick kind of thing. Like um, even like, like now the, you see me. Yeah, <laughs> so the part of it that really got me is like um how they tied in like because sympathy for the devil is like just such a like i i feel like to me it's like kind of known as like a oh come on like kind of you know use of music you know like martin scorsese use it all that uses it all the time it's just like very like oh this like disreputable character is gonna get you this time to play sympathy for the devil but like it ties that in to like it's part of the con you know like um i forget is it something like woo woo, you know, which they say all, you know, like 55 times in sympathy. For, is it something like that? Or I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think they said like woo means five in uh, whatever language, like his he, native language yeah. or something like that. Oh, so that he keeps hearing. Yeah. That's, that makes more sense. <laughs> but like, yeah. And I thought that was like really clever, you know, and like. He like then, takes out his, uh, his like uh handkerchief and it has like fives on it yeah yeah and you know like it's all like you know like it's like a great like you realize that the main character tricked you too uh, as an audience member yeah because like there's a hint you know earlier in the movie like they give will smith all this like their entire earnings you know from the weekend or whatever and it's like hey you know you yeah the guy they drop a hint like the guy tells him like don't go gambling this like don't go you know betting on it and so, like, once he starts betting, you know, like, he gets, like, really fucking intense. And you're like, and, oh, my, the, does this guy just have a problem? Yeah, does he have an addiction? Yeah. And it's like, nah, he's just the coolest fucking dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should uh, be the fucking tagline for this movie. Yeah. Do these fucking guys have a problem? Nah, nah. they're just the fucking coolest. Yeah, they're, they're, the just, coolest. they're just cool. <laughs> um. It, it doesn't fully capture that like Ocean's Eleven kind of feeling for me, you know. I, that's just where my brain goes when I think of like con men and gamblers. 
right? Like, you know, like pulling up an elaborate scheme, but like it doesn't fully cap, but like it, it, it comes close in that scene for me. Like, I don't know, like it, that scene just like, I couldn't remember. I had seen this movie. I had sort of half seen this movie before uh-huh. but, and I couldn't remember. Like, I was like, wait, do they just lose it all in this scene? Is that what happens? And so <laughs> they'll reveal, like, it's just, and man, it's just a fun moment, you know? Um, let's see. Uh, but like, I, I don't know what it is though. Like, um, about the second half that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I liked the movie, uh, a lot. I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. Um, I, I, I yeah, I want to, I want to figure out what you didn't like about it. Cause to me, I think the only real difference is just the first half like moves by so fucking fast and you don't realize that you just went through like almost half of the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's like, just like looking at the status quo of like their relationship, I guess, like they start the movie they're you know, they meet, they get together halfway through, he abandons her like at the airport, you know? Then like they meet again and they're like kind of at odds, but then they rekindle and they're together for the rest of the movie, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like I think like I don't think this I don't know if this I don't you know, you know, I don't like when criticizing a movie saying here's what they should have done. But like I think what I was kind of wanting from the second half was to see them like have like kind of like a I don't know, like a rival r- sorry, a rivalry, you know, like kind of like uh they're trying to outcon each other, you know, which there's a little bit of, but I like, I wanted to see like, yeah, like I just, it just feels like um, uh, more of this, like it, it doesn't make sense to me why break them up halfway through if you're just going to have them get back together like 20 minutes later, you know? Yeah. But it isn't 20 minutes. It's pretty close to 20 minutes, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Out of <laughs> anyway, you talk, I feel like I've been battling. You talk about what you like about the movie. Well, I mean, I can't explain why I like it. Like, it's a movie. It's a it's fucking just... big goddamn movie. Like, this is this to me feels like I feel like we don't get the. Yeah, I guess we covered it. Like, we don't get these movies that much anymore. It's just, hey, here are two fucking beautiful actors. Yeah. Let's make them do some cool shit and fall in love. And yeah. bam, throw it in the goddamn movie theater. It'll sell itself. Yeah, like th- it, this it, isn't it that sell. common anymore. And I it miss sell. it. Yeah, I miss like this kind of. This is a fifty million dollar budget made one hundred and sixty million. Yeah, um, and like, e- that's like don't miss. This was sort of like a critically like it was kind of critically mixed. You know, like like it. You know, not a whole like everyone was like you know it's fine, but it's still like made more than its money back. Yeah, it's I I you know I missed the mid budget kind of movie like this, you know? which was, we've talked about. Yeah, we talked about. I was talking to uh, yeah. somebody about the other day. Like, it feels like it's all big budget, you know, two hundred million plus blockbusters or like indie movies that cost less than three million. You know, I missed the middle. Yeah, but I I I think maybe what you're trying to say, like why you don't like it, which mm-hmm. is making me realize it. Um thinking of like a heist good heist movie that came out recently logan lucky you know Mm. it's it's a heist movie it's made by the guy who made you know fucking oceans the oceans trilogy which is like what this seems to be like riffing off of almost um which half of the like con artist and heist movies are riffing off of nowadays 
like that movie logan lucky feels so different like there's mm-hmm. that that comedy there's the like wacky like wacky ass characters to it and yeah. this doesn't have that right like it it, it 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 just has that comedy that that is riffing off of oceans mm-hmm. I and think that's what, about it like th- i think what i'm missing is like I, I i think i'm kind of wishing that the finale was built around like a larger con yeah like once he does the thing where like he uh lies to like the race you know he stages the thing with the race car driver that's like the last sort of con in the mi- i feel like i'm missing some sort of big like um uh, like, uh, I don't know if you see Thomas Crown Affair, similar vein to this, where it's like this, like, sort of forbidden, like, romance or whatever about, like, this FBI agent, and she's, like, tracking down, like, this art thief. Mm-hmm. And, like, the finale is, like, her and her superiors trying to, like, track him down while he does this, like, super elaborate, like, art heist where, like, he's hired, like, dozens of people to dress exactly like him, you know? And they're just, like, playing, like, keep away with this piece of art. It's just, and, it, and it's, it's like, one of the coolest fucking scenes in any movie ever. And, like, I'm not saying Focus needs to do an art heist, you know, in its finale, but, like, I need, I, I feel like I'm missing, like, I'm craving. I'm you missing. need, like, a, oh, yeah, by the way, like, <laughs> while we were doing all of this with the fucking car shit, like, yeah. I also had, uh, remember our, uh, my buddy, the the big guy? Yeah, he fucking robbed the bank of Milan or Maybe. whatever. Well, like, you know, Something climax, like that. The climax of this movie is Margot Robbie and Lee, Will Smith get tied to chairs and they lie. You know, that's, like, the, the finale of the movie. Which is like maybe it's like me trying to project something the movie's not onto it, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, and and I like it because that fucking it's so it's gorgeous. I think that scene is goddamn gorgeous. And Will Smith brings the and heat, Will you know? Smith is Will Smith is playing a good actor. That's what he's playing in this fucking movie. That's a great take. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, and that's his oh role in the Holy movie shit, is literally. Go on. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. His role in the movie is, is good actor. Like, he's a good actor. That's what he is. I just and he you. fucking, he like shows that shit off in that last scene. That's why I like that scene so much. And that scene is... Because we don't know. We don't know he, how much he's been lying. We don't know what the fuck he's lying about. Right. And he's like, I'm trying to remember, like, he... He has some line. I think it feels like to me. I think you saying Will Smith's playing a good actor in this movie just blew my mind because you think I think about that like final emotional monologue where he said like I've lived my entire life you know lying and if I'm about to die I'm gonna die telling the truth you know or something like that. Yeah, and as soon as he starts saying the truth, he gets fucking shot. Yeah, <laughs> feels like I mean that. <laughs> Does that feel like a cry to help? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it just, <laughs> we've been talking about Holy how shit. he's like reckoning with his like, you know, who, who, who he's become as this like, you know, movie star on the top of the world. Like this is giant. Maybe this movie is like his way is a way of telling us we're losing our fucking minds. We're like, he's sending a, we're becoming Q Anon for Will Smith. We're like, he's sending us coded messages. <laughs> <laughs> like, Will Anon. Will Anon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's the name of the people who listen to this podcast. You guys are Will Anon. 
No, but like I that yeah. like yeah. I it's it's weird to say because you know he's he didn't write the movie, he didn't direct the movie, but like that last monologue from him like feels like kind of like I don't know. This movie is about a con man, or as you said, a good actor reckoning with the fact that like they haven't been honest with themselves, I guess, or the people that they're like they love. Yeah, never mind. This movie's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> I love this movie. Holy shit. Dude, every fucking movie tells us a little something about this guy. No, yeah, you're right. Cause he had nothing like really with the production of it. No. But that, that, that's, there's, uh, there's I think, just subconscious, uh, like, I don't know, like patterns, connections. In yeah, there. connections, baby. Uh, wow. I'm trying to remember because I was I, I finished this movie pretty late. Does he ever explain why he left her at the airport? Nah, no. Huh. I don't me, think so. Let me check. Uh but um it's cool too, cause like um yeah, the final reveals they get tied up and shit and they're like lying. They have to lie. Yeah. And it's like Will Smith goes through this crazy lie and like they show it playing out. Uh-huh. And then at at the end of it, the fucking guy who tied him up starts laughing and like Will Smith's like, what the fuck are you laughing at? He's like, what? This isn't, this isn't my girlfriend. This is some race gank. Oh yeah. And like, it's revealed that Margot Robbie again, also all along was conning this fucking guy just to get his watch. Yeah. And it's, and like, she gets to watch in the end. Um, yeah. And so she was also like playing Will Smith the entire time because she didn't know his true intentions. Yeah. Uh, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about before we get there is this like little montage of like one of this like race car drivers like hired guns or whatever like going about his routine before he like oh yeah and that just I don't know like I don't know if this is an entirely appropriate comparison but it it felt very Breaking Bad to me if that makes sense like that felt like a Uh cold open of a Breaking Bad episode you know yeah it did like Mike Mike grabbing his pistol, <laughs> cleaning his pistol, yeah, putting the bullets, like loading that shit up. Sitting, yeah, sitting in the the freezer truck or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking killing twenty guys and it's just like, team <laughs> <laughs> starts. Oh my god, <laughs> that was really good. I think I had this thought, like, and I this was like uh, the character that is eventually revealed to be like Will Smith's like surrogate father that made me have this thought, but like I wrote down that I don't think the dot, some of the dialogue in this movie is as clever as it thinks it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just mainly when like the, the old dude's like talking about like his red pube or whatever, that just like sniffs out trouble or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. Um, no, yeah. That whole, um, them like kind of arguing in the car at the end just mm-hmm. felt off. Like it just felt weird. It wasn't funny. It just, right. it was like, like super mean spirited. I was like, I don't get this character whatsoever. <laughs> like, uh, so this guy hates Will Smith. That's his character. He hates this guy. Right. <laughs> He's just an asshole. The I, I wrote down like and I um this is like a thing that I see pop up on Twitter every now and then that bothers me. But like I the two sex scenes in this movie I think are well are well done. Like, uh, I like the music during the first one. Like, I can't remember what it sounds like, but I wrote down that I like the music. <laughs> but like, uh, um, 
I don't know. Like, I, there's always this argument that like sex scenes are unnecessary, but like, I think sex scenes are as unnecessary as like an explosion in a movie, you know, or like a uh, a big like or like Godzilla roaring. You know, you could argue that's not necessary to the plot, but I'm paying to see that. <laughs> if I'm going to a fucking Godzilla movie, I want to see Godzilla roaring. And if I'm, I'm trying to think of good sex scenes now. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Monsters Ball, Moises? No, that's with uh, Halle Berry, right? Yeah, and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. And like, yeah. it, to this day, it's people still wonder if they actually fucked for the scene. <laughs> like, that's how, like, kind of real. I remember my dad was watching it, and like, I came downstairs to get something. I'm like, what you watching? And he goes, Monsters Ball. Kellen, check this part out. <laughs> <laughs> and and we just want and i was like oh my god are they actually and he's like i don't know it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking hilarious i don't know it's weird I, I it's it's a like a hard thing for most movies to pull off still right because like, like it either feels super like corny but at the end of the day most of the time it just makes feet people feel uncomfortable like even yeah. if you're alone like watching the movie you feel uncomfortable watching this fucking thing happen right like but um, it's like it's hard you can't really take like a realistic approach on it because it's like it's just gonna be like a weird cheap porno that's what it's right, gonna feel yeah. like i think you really have to um I, like i really think you just have to focus on like the emotion of it because there's no way you're yeah. gonna like actually like you know like so be you i think you you go on you i'm go just on. kidding okay i was gonna say you just have to make it like as dreamy and like as movie yes. as possible and i think focus does a good I job think. of that i think focus does a good job of that yeah they do they definitely do <laughs> oh shit well, i know okay, actually hey i know Jay, a movie an answer wet hot american summer has a really great sex scene okay. between uh with okay Bradley yeah Cooper. i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah um i was gonna say a, a movie that has a sex scene that feels like a W, like I'm like, fuck yeah, is Uncut Gems. Um, when Julia, when like Adam Sandler is fucking surprising Julia, Julia, but that's and he the, like yeah. pops out, and, you know, they it's it feels like a W, like that's a fucking yeah. dub, right? Yeah, there. It, you know, it kind of cuts away before like they really like start getting it on, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, I think just like focusing on the, like the emotion, which I think the out of sight scene does. And I think weirdly the Top Gun scene does, you know, because like if you try to make it look like the actors are like actually having sex, you know, you're going to have a bad time. I think the argument that people like it goes viral like every couple of weeks ago. So for some reason that like sex scenes are unnecessary. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, because I can't think of like a movie I've seen a sex scene, a major like big budget movie with a sex scene that I've seen in theaters in like the past five years. Rocket Man has one. But even then, it's like so short, you know, like I, it's hard to count. Um, uh, is there anything else we should we should really talk about with focus? I think we're all good. Yeah. Besides, it's a solid movie. Um, favorite from Will Smith in a while. The most I've liked. Um since um i am legend i think if i had to guess god damn really yeah just because you know i didn't like seven pounds or men in black three or after earth you loved after earth what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) um and you know i i thought hancock was okay or you know uh yeah so like favorite from him in a while um and i wish they made more movies like it 
Yes. Just Agreed. so you know, uh, to just original concepts, um, you know, solid budget, and it doesn't look like an Atlanta parking lot. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome movie. I liked it a lot. Um, nice. I, I agree with Kellen. This is a goddamn movie right here. It's a big movie. We need more. <laughs> Next week is what? Concussion. concussion. Right? Yeah, next week's concussion. Uh, this weekend, I need to, I'm really, I'm going to try and make like a schedule for the rest of Big Willie style just so we can have that because I have not done that since the beginning <laughs> and I feel bad. Uh, but next week is concussion. Uh, his most recent attempt at the Oscar, I think you could argue. Jada boycotted the Oscars over him not being nominated. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I, I feel like I keep joking that she's like, you know, like unhappy in her marriage with Will Smith, but like she still seems like a very supportive woman, you know? <laughs> I'm j- yeah, I just definitely. goof. Please don't sue me for slander, uh, Jade or Will. Satire. This it's is sat- satire. satire. It's parody law. Come on. Fair use. And then the week after that is the, uh, I believe, Suicide Squad episode. Not to be confused with the Suicide Ooh. Squad. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Uh, just Suicide Squad, right? <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, the, the schedule's not loading, but I think after that is Bright. Ugh. So two David Ayer movies back to back. So very interesting. Like you know, this whole this whole last section of his career has just been very interesting, and I've I've been pleasantly surprised by how much. Like I really didn't think we'd be able to talk about Focus as much as we did but I, that's the first episode i feel like in a while we've done where we just didn't really go on tangents well i feel like <laughs> after earth was the same way we actually e- had equal amount of tangent and movie yeah but like this, it's usually more tangent than movie <laughs> for the like real stinkers yeah but for this one i, th- I thought was like you know just like a fine movie um yeah. Like I didn't. Really it's always think- hard to talk about a movie like this. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just like when it's know, like we both agree. It's, it's good. A good. It's movie. just fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like it's not like amazing yeah. that we'll gush over it for two hours, but it's not like bad where it's like we can like do a post mortem on it. But no, I mean, I feel I feel like you know the only tangent I think we went on was Margot Robbie, and that's like directly related to the movie. It's context. Yeah, let's pat ourselves on the back, Moises. Go ahead and just, yeah. Yeah, we earned this yeah, one. Good, good little path. Corporate uh, retreat. Corporate this, of course, this, uh, this, of course, gives us full license just to talk about other shit during concussion. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know shit about that movie, so I just yeah. know he does a weird accent. <laughs> well, not weird. It's just, no. I'm not sure if it's good or not. And I think that'll do it for us this week. Um, I'm going to try and post a full schedule, uh, you know, before concussion of what's left in Will Smith. And we're getting uh, close to announcing what we're doing for the summer and then the rest of the year, which, oh, Moises, I'm so excited for what we're doing over the summer. Like, I'm, I'm loving Will Smith, you know, and I'm having a blast doing this. But, dude, this summer, it's going to be a hot boy summer. That's it's going to probably, it's going to go pretty fast man that this summer's gonna go pretty fast <laughs> oh well so uh we'll wrap up as we always do with our non i almost said sandler that's crazy our non will smith recommendations it's gonna be anything movie book tv show video game podcast 
song, album, park, painting, poem, anything that Moises and I are, are enjoying and we want to share with you, it just cannot have Will Smith in it. So I, I'm just, I basically already have recommended it before, but they went through a recent like controversy, which kind of had to make them like rebrand. So I'm going to recommend it again because I feel like it's gotten even better. Um, so I, I've uh, recommended All Gas, No Breaks uh, oh. by Andrew Callahan before. I heard about this. Yeah. But there's like something happened. Um, he got dropped by his company, like his producing company. Uh, I guess there was a disagreement in the partnership. And so he rebranded as Channel 5. Um, he has two videos out on his YouTube, and I'm pretty sure he has a Patreon. But um, I feel like his two videos out are really fucking good. And um, he's covering news in a like actual interesting way and covering topics that should be covered. And um, I think he just deserves way more. He's already up to 300, almost 400,000 subscribers. Um, so it's fucking awesome that people actually like came and subscribed to his new channel. But um, I've I've already praised him on this podcast before. I think go check out Channel Five on YouTube. Um, he's I feel like he's doing important shit for journalism and shit. Yeah, it's really so yeah. Go, I've been go meaning check to check him out. Five. That's cool. I'm glad he's because I, I I was reading about how he that you know um the company he signed with like you know just through the fine print took his like own create his own shell away from him. But I'm glad yeah. he's a uh, bounce back. And he's like he. He has a project in the works with Tim and Eric. So I, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you'd probably fuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm recommending a video game this week. Uh, I replayed it last weekend uh, to, you know, refresh and get ready for the newest installment that's coming out uh, Friday, I believe. Fuck. I'm not going to be able to play it till like next week when I'm done with school. But anyway, uh, uh, I'm recommending Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, have you played that, Moises? I played through like some of it and I just kind of got, I don't know, the, the vibe. Like I, I, I lost the vibe and I stopped oh, playing that's, it. That's a shame. Uh, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play part eight because, uh, come on, who doesn't love that villain? <laughs> you should, if you... Um, you have a PS5, right? Because it's free with that PlayStation Plus. Yeah, yeah, I have it. Give it another shot, you know, maybe it's... I like it a lot. It's just I, I stopped playing... I just kind of stopped playing video games for a bit. Like, I haven't nah, been playing them. That's, that's fair. Yeah, me too. Um, but Resident Evil 7 is, of course, a long-running Resident Evil series, survival horror, kind of zo- start as kind of zombie thing. Then, um, you know, uh, four, five, and six are like much more action oriented. Six is just insane. And seven is a real, was a real like back to basics for the series. Just like, you know, good old nitty gritty survival horror. And um, the main plot of the game, I guess, is you play as, you play what I, part of why I love this more than the others in the series is you just play as like this normal ass dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> named Ethan, uh, whose wife has been missing for three years, and he gets um, something that uh, makes him believe that she is alive at the 
Baker residence, which is this like abandoned mansion in Louisiana. And shit just goes sideways from there for him. Uh, it's, I'm not, a, I, I was talking to um, somebody about it recently. Like I could do horror movies pretty good. Like I've gotten pretty good at horror movies, but like horror video games, it's just like, for a whole different reason, level. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I'm in control. You know, I got to run from the fucking uh, monster or whatever. But the Resident Evil series always, like, for me, strikes a good balance of, like, feeling helpless and also, like, I have a gun, come get some, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, I think... Because you have a gun in that fucking game, it does nothing. <laughs> right, no, it doesn't do shit. Um, but I'm super excited for Village. Like, uh, the reviews are coming out, like, while we're recording this, and it seems like a banger, so... Um, step on me, tall vampire woman. Yeah, it looks like a banger, and she could step on me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also like it is really fucking scary. Like it, it's like it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, the opening hour of that game is just like just a great like this is what you're in for. Buckle the fuck up. Like opening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also like now that I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I see what they're like ripping from <laughs> for a lot of the games like style yeah uh yeah good vibes i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh thank you so much for listening um we're fin i think we're finishing strong with will smith you know we're it's been i mean it's been fun it, it feels like it's just flown by honestly um you know like we we it's we're like you know we started the fr the first episode of will smith came out the first day of 2021 and so, like, it feels weird that we're already, like, almost halfway through the year. I don't like thinking about that. Um, but. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's been fun. And, again, really fucking excited about what we're doing uh, over the summer and the rest of the year. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you're enjoying the show, leave a positive rating, at least a three star. We would appreciate that, you know. Like right now, looking at the ratings, it's all five stars, and there's like one one star from yeah. Really, then it was weird. Fuck, and motherfucker. Like, to me, like somebody put some four stars in there. You know, I want to seem a bit more, you know, genuine in our ratings. Like I wanted, I don't want it to seem like we just begged people to give us five stars. Give us a, you know, four star. And uh, intro and outro music is "Bring It On Home to Me" by Sam Cook. Thank you for not suing us, uh, the Sam Cook Estate. Uh, follow us at Big Willie Style Podcast for all of Moises's um, cover uh, promo art. Oh, and uh, go to Twitter and try and get Kevin Abstract's attention because I saw Moises. Uh, I think he deleted the tweet already. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. I I, I was like, <laughs> um, and I think that's it. Am I forgetting anything? Um, no, I think you're fine. Yeah, we've been going for a while. Wow, uh, we have. Yeah, we talked a lot about Margot Robbie. Mar here, I'm going to say, Margot Robbie, come on the podcast. Come on the show. Come on the pod, Margot Robbie. If like, Mrs. Robbie. If, if Margot Robbie joined the Zoom call, I would melt, Moises. I would just be inconsolable. I, that applies to any of the people we've ever talked about on the show. Like, if, uh, if <laughs> I would do that, like, I would just be inconsolable. We, but we would be able to ask her, like, hey, did you and Will Smith, like, have a thing? And we get blacklisted in Hollywood. <laughs> blacklisted before we're even on the list. That's crazy. On the regular list. It's fucked up. It's <laughs> fucked up, honestly. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. We'll leave you as we always do. 
with the Will Smith fact of the week. This is a true, never made up, always real, you know, 100 thoroughly researched fact about Will Smith that is, we just, you know, just to keep in your heart, a little interesting bit of trivia to have bounce around in your head and you can reflect upon, share with your loved ones, think about until we meet again next week to talk about concussion. This week's Will Smith fact is Moises. Um, I think we can say it. Will Smith and Margot Robbie hooked up. Um, while they were in costume for Suicide Squad, you forgot about that, uh, <laughs> that statement, that part. Of he the insisted on looking, dressing like Deadshot. He was like, yeah, I know. Um, he, he was like, like, they both were in method for that. <laughs> this is, oh boy, I'm Kellen Kermins. I'm as much. We'll see you again next week to talk about the catch. Bring it on home to me. Yeah. 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 yeah.